Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. This is Alex. And today we're doing another uh, German shuffle. It's been a while. I think 10 episodes, if uh, memory serves me correct. It's been a while since we, uh, you know, hopped on that dance floor and did the old, the old, <laughs> the German, the old shuffle. German shuffle. And again, um, for anybody new, this is basically a variety show. We talk about various topics rather than focusing on one topic. Yeah, exactly. Does and that describe uh, it? I think uh, that's, that's it. In, in a nutshell. Like, yeah, like a shuffle on your uh, on your iPod. Exactly. So, uh, which people still have? Yeah, we, we, I don't whip out your twenty year old iPod. Do, let's let's do, press that button. Do Gen Z kids know an iPod? Like, do they use iPod? No, they use iPods. There's no point. Ba- okay, so everyone, this an iPod is an iPhone <laughs> without that the phone. Makes no calls and does nothing cool other than play music and brick break, uh, brick breaker. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was a good game. Or sometimes you had the snake game, or whatever it was called. An iPhone. An iPod. Or centipede. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it depended. I, th- I think after like five years, they're like, oh, now we got two games. Or, you know, of course, they're in black and white. And yeah. Anyways, Anyways let's go to the intro. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This episode of the podcast was recorded last Wednesday before the shocking events of the following morning. We feel we have to include this insert acknowledging the unprovoked Russian invasion of the Ukraine. We're both horrified by the aggression of Vladimir Putin and his military, and the suffering they've brought to the Ukraine and its people. We're desperate for an immediate end to this violence, which was brought upon a peaceful nation. We stand with all Ukrainians and hope you'll join with us in donating to organizations that will bring them immediate aid. And now, back to the episode. Thank you for joining us. This is episode... Ooh... 94. 94. We're, 94. Inch, we're inching closer and closer to number 100. It's so slow. It's really kind of bothering me how slow it gets. Yeah. I, I feel like we've been hyping up 100 for like three months now. And if you notice, one of the reasons why it's so slow is we seemingly keep taking breaks. Yeah. Uh, if you noticed last week, we did not have an episode. Sorry, air. everybody. Uh, but, you know, legitimate reason. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> they say uh, I had Corona a month ago and it was Alex's turn, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, um, I was. Yeah, it was my turn. Uh, yeah. I woke up on Tuesday, went to work, felt fine. And then in the afternoon, I wasn't feeling that great. And like it was a weird feeling. And I thought, mm, I don't know. This might be it. Took a quick test at work, and I was like, "There was that little second T line showed up, which I never seen before." Right, and I was like, "All right, time to go home." Isn't that um, kind of like? Yeah. Isn't that a really? Because you know, for two years you're avoiding this thing. Isn't it weird when you do see that second line? It know? is because I mean, how many how many you know uh, home schnell tests have you taken? You know, oh, a thousand, million, right? Especially working at kindergarten. I mean, we test all the time, and like it gets to a point where I'm working with unvaccinated people every single day, so it's not like. If I haven't gotten it yet, I probably won't get it. Right. And then, boom, there it is. Two lines, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt bad for a few days. Um, You know, it is what it is. I had a quarantine for seven days. We'll talk about it later. But, yeah, there it is. I had corona. But I'm back. I'm healthy. I'm fit. My voice is there. La, 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 la. And I'm <laughs> ready to record a new episode, Jeff. Lovely. So we are uh, back. So let's just, you know, dive right on in as if nothing happened because it's almost like nothing did. Yeah. Uh, first, now, I, I, was it our last episode we did friendliness? Was that our last episode? Yeah, okay. I think. Um, and we, we got, got a few responses from uh, viewers like you as P- P- PBS. <laughs> PBS. <laughs> this, this actually, literally, we are like PBS. These episodes are uh, here because of viewers like you. 
Oh, truly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are funded by uh, donations, just like PPS. Just like PPS. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we, we got some responses on uh, you know our private Instagram feed, and uh, one of them was interesting. I thought I would share with you because we talked about you know uh, meeting strangers in Germany versus USA. Yeah. And we got a message from Martina, uh, who uh, she has an interesting story. So she has German parents, but was born in the states, but throughout her life has lived many years in both the U.S. and Germany you know, and other parts in Europe. So she, she knows she, she's seen both sides of the coin. Right. And she is kind of like half American, half German. Cause she, you know, she has the influence from both, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, so she, she mentioned that she's now living in Germany and for the first time as a German realized how many of the kind of American traits she picked up, especially in regards to the friendliness that we were talking about and, you know, kind of small talk. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she said she, and that has kind of made her feel like an expat, in her in her in Germany, even though she is German, you know she's German. Yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah, she says she's experienced weird looks when she tries to you know talk to strangers in a line or you know just give a compliment to somebody about their shirt. You know, people are looking at her like <laughs> crazy because she's used to doing it in the U.S. Yeah, but, sure. Um, and she have, she's even said that her German friends have said that sometimes she's being too friendly. Interesting. So um, so, anyways, that that's a nice perspective on what we were talking about. In, yeah, in the, sure. in the last episode. Yeah, really bizarre. I, I mean, I, that shows, you know, it's not, nothing's innate with your blood. It's all cultural based on what you're seeing, what you're surrounded with. Yeah. And she, she even said, she said, guys, don't worry. It's not, it's not that your, your German sucks or whatever. It's not, it's not about that. And she said, even when you're our German speaking fluently, <laughs> it, there's still an obvious difference. So that's um, good. Yeah. Uh, and other things have been going around. Um, we had a been going around. Yeah, it's been going around. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of Germany, but I, I'm not sure. But all, at least all of Berlin. Uh, last week, when I was in quarantine, was getting just like blown away. Literally, it was so unbelievably Huge windy. Huge storm, it's like yeah. gusts like 60 kilometers an hour or something like that. It was crazy. Absolutely windiest I've ever seen Berlin. I mean, there was a few times walking on the street where you were you were barely moving forward. I mean, it was it was um, definitely the windiest I've yeah experienced. Yeah. Like I, I had my window popped open for a little bit, and uh, I thought it was gonna break off honestly from the wind. Uh, I wasn't outside much because I was in quarantine, so I kind of missed the whole thing. <laughs> but I could just hear it all day. It was yeah. wild, really, really wild. It was insane. Yeah, my my girlfriend at her farm, you know, where where you visited, yeah. um, they had a, a pretty big size uh, apple tree that just kind of snapped in half from the wind. Oh wow! And it fell right on a chicken coop, destroyed it. But they were lucky at that time; they just didn't have any chickens in it. But if they did, they would have been uh, flat chickens. Because, they would have been chicken. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I mean. I'm sure a lot of you live in places where this it's is windy. probably no big deal, but um, this is a pretty decent storm. So it's, I mean, it's, it's we, worth mentioning. Yeah. Berlin does get windy from time to time, especially in the winter. But the, the wind like this is not very, very often. No, it, it was nice. It was kind of, it was kind of cool because it was also like 11 degrees, so it's kind of warm. So at least you know, it wasn't like zero degrees with this kind of wind. Sure, it's a bit warmer. Yeah, and for you, actually, this is perfect because when you have to be stuck inside. It's actually better that the weather outside shit. Oh, not, for sure. You're not really missing anything. You know what and I mean? Then, and then I come to work yesterday for the first time, uh, and it was super sunny and nice. And this week, super sunny and nice all week. So nice. Perfect time to uh, have to quarantine. I guess it's no perfect time to quarantine, but if I have to quarantine, at least the weather wasn't. You don't nice. want to quarantine in June when it's like 35 degrees outside, and you know, no, people are throwing rocks. We don't come out and play. No, <laughs> we did that two years ago during the first lockdown. You know, yeah. when it was 25 degrees out, super sunny all mm. March, and we couldn't do anything. So that you know, was rough. That was rough. 
And as speaking of, you know, we mentioned how we are uh, donation based. We like to just mention if you do feel um, like you would like to donate, just head on over to our website, which is agdwpodcast.com and just head to the bottom of any page. Uh, you'll see our donation button there. And um, we are extremely, extremely grateful for all donations. Yeah. Um, they literally are what keep us going because we haven't had a sponsor in a while. I, I don't want people to think that, you know, we're getting all these donations like sitting on this, this you know, throne of cash. No, no, uh, no, no. All the money goes to the whiskey and upkeep of the podcast. And uh, yeah, the, we're, we, we've been in the minus for a long time anyway. Yeah, yeah we, we make no profit off this. I mean, it goes to like the hosting fees, the website fees, our, our equipment. And then, of course, the whiskey, like none of it goes into our pocket. So unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> But we absolutely appreciate. And also, I would love to take your money, but we are, unfortunately we can't take your money. Yeah, because we actually need it to to run things. So, yeah. um, so very nice. And um, and also the the whiskey bottles we get donated is are amazing. So, anyway, absolutely. Thank you to all of you. And again, that donation button is on our website if you want to do that. Yeah. If not, that's all good too. It is. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a little while. It's like, this is the first like alcoholic drink I'm going to have in a long time. Nice. How how how, how have things just like pass out? Been it was uh, your birthday. Which I know you hate. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I don't like acknowledging or really <laughs> celebrating my birthday. I, I kind of like it to just. I, I don't like being the center of attention and like a birthday slash birthday parties. That's all it is, is you're being the center of attention. So that's why, that's why I love them, you know? Yeah. yeah that's why you love them. <laughs> that's why I hate them. Like, I love going to parties because I'm like, you know, in the yeah. background and it's all focused on somebody else. But yeah. Anyway, so so I really don't do much for my birthday. Um, but, uh, but it was nice. Uh, Met up the day before with a few friends, but it wasn't for my birthday. It was just a just meeting a, up, a normal grabbing a couple beers. Didn't, whatever. Did, didn't sing at midnight. No, but yeah, got some good gifts. Got a nice uh, winter jacket from from you and the gang, which was awesome. Like, cause you know I'm notorious for being cold all the time, so it was like True. super warm jacket. Um, got a few other nice gifts as well, and then on the actual day, kind of just chilled and then went into the uh, local kino and saw a movie for my favorite director so what uh, movie was that uh licorice pizza by paul thomas anderson my favorite mm, director so. never heard of any of that yeah and it was a kino like a five minute walk from my house so it was oh nice super painful you know the movie ends and within five minutes you're back at you know you're back home like yeah, on your couch so uh because it was like a really lazy sunday so even for me, I was the one who wanted to do the to go to the movies. Yeah. It was even hard for me to get my ass off the couch and go to the movies. But Fair. super glad I did. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, good birthday. Good. So, yeah, good. And, glad to hear. And it sounds like you weren't in too much pain with the corona, right? No, so. it, it, it wasn't too bad. It was just like the the weirdest uh, feeling I've really ever had in my body. Mm. You know, like it was like typical like kind of flu symptoms of you know achy bones or whatever. But the weirdest thing was like how slow I was, and also thinking. Like just walking to the bathroom was, you know, felt like a trek. It was, it was bizarre. I was just very, very tired and exhausted all day. Yeah, just sucked the life out of you. Huh? Yes, yeah, really sucked the life out of me. And yesterday was my, was my first day back at work, um, so it felt really good to get out and like. But was that see hard? People. after like being kind of drained for a while, and then no, suddenly it, having to do stuff. Or? I was, I was actually okay because uh, I felt fine like two days before work, um, so I think I kind of recovered most of the most of it. I didn't go wrestling yesterday because I don't want to. 
I want to wait and let my body heal Dude, for one more you, week. You, you barely hacked that when you were at 100%. This I is know. Like, yeah, just after, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, like two days I after having Corona, you go. <laughs> I almost died doing it when I was fully in shape. So, or not fully in shape, when I was not sick, let's say. So I wasn't about to do it one week after having, you know. No, no. Let your body heal a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next week, hopefully. <laughs> and maybe take it easy when, if, when you do go next week. Yeah. I'm going to try to take it easier. Yeah. I went too hard last time. But yeah, felt good to go to work uh, yesterday. Went to work today. And uh, yeah, it's nice. Weather's nice. Kids are nice. All good. Let's drink whiskey. Lovely. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's get into this stuff. Now, um, this was provided by uh, a cool listener, man. It was provided by a cool listener. This is uh, Whistlepig. Whistle. Whistlepig. Uh, it's a 10 year rye. And uh, this is bought to, uh, sent over by uh, our fan of ours, Marcus. So thank you, Marcus. And what he did is he, he put in these two little bottles, nice little glass bottles, too. And he put the little a little logo on it, a, a little label, but also it's a QR code. So I'm going to scan that right now. Yeah, he, he, he said he he provided a QR code so that way we could get the additional information. Because he's like, there's no way to add all this information in such a tiny bottle. So he decided to put it on a QR code, which is pretty cool if you ask me. It, look, it looks uh, pretty professional. Um, so what it is, is this whistle pig kicked off our rye whiskey journey with the quintessential rye. Our small batch rye, 8 to 10 years it's the one that started it all. True to our original master distiller's vision, it's a high rye whiskey with a bold spice uh, forward whiskey that offers new layers of flavor with every year of age. Mm, so, uh, yeah, there it is. Um, no pop today, so we can just try to crack these open at the same time. Oh, sorry, I got to do something, huh? Because we, we each have one of these little bottles. So. It's actually probably not going to crack because it's already been opened. So all right, just... here's a twist. Let's again hope it's not uh, poison, please, Marcus. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to die yet. Now, Marcus has already given us a bottle of whiskey, and we are still alive. <laughs> we are. My our parents are probably screaming right now of not drinking this. Anyways, cheers. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, cheers. Thanks, man. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, it's nice. That's really nice. Woo. It's got a bit of a um, rat poison aftertaste. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> that ricin in there? No, <laughs> um, no. Oh, and God, it's been a while since we actually had a rye. It has been a long time. Ago. A couple it's, months. It's so uh, sweet. Oh man, it's nice. slow. Bro. I'm still feeling it going yeah, it's down. Going, it's going down slow. Feel massaging my, my feeling my pancreas esophagus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good so far. It is. Uh, let's let's get, get to the topic. Up. It's gonna be a fun episode. It will be. Uh, before we get to the topic, of course, if you'd like to give us a review, if you're enjoying the show, uh, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. A five-star review would, would be, you know, the best one. That's optimal. That, that, that is optimal. <laughs> that, that's Optimus Prime right there. Uh, if, 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 if you don't feel like it, then uh, that's also cool. I mean, no skin off our ears. And we're not for everybody, so that's okay. And we're not. And also check out our website, which is, like I said before, agdwpodcast.com. Uh, many say it is the best website of all time, but you know, who am I to judge? I'm not, I'm not putting words in people's mouths. And it gives you access to the next five best websites, which is our Instagram page, our YouTube <laughs> channel, all that kind of stuff. So it's the just YouTube a, channel that's been dead for a year. Yes. But, but it, you know, it was, it was got so highly rated. We had to step back from it. It was, <laughs> just, had, it was, it was too much for too the much, world. Too much pressure. So it was yeah. the world to handle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also our Instagram is at Americans.in.Germany.podcast. So we post uh, fairly often on there, at least once a week. Yeah, our, we, 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 try, we try to throw on yeah, like we random just, stuff. When throw we a little can. culture in there, things that we're yeah. doing. Um, yeah, check that out too sometimes they post a story 
Yeah, know. we think of you guys. We're not we're not we're not the best at it, but you know we're 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 we're, we're trying. We're, we're doing. We're our not best. Instagrammers. We're people have a podcast that have an Instagram. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like we, we do what we can. We're, we're, we're not we're, we're not influencers we, yet. We've gotten better than. We're, we're, we know you guys are thirsty for that content, so we're <laughs> so we're just we're gonna drown you. <laughs> Um, Anyways, you know what? Let's, let's just let's shuffle. This is the German Shuffle number nine. It's a variety show. We got so many random topics that have no relation coming at you. We got a nice whiskey. Let's just let's just what's let's what's just number dive one? In. We're, number we're, one. We're chilling today. We're yeah. we're we're in a good mood. We're in high spirits. Uh, one that uh, I wrote this one down like ages ago is uh, watching U.S. shows in German, and it's kind of bizarre. Because obviously, I think the biggest export of America is Hollywood and movies. entertainment, culture, TV, entertainment, things movies, like that. everything. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, most of Europe watches American movies and TV shows, plus their own shows, of course, but also American stuff too. And Germany does a really good job of dubbing. You know, every uh, actor or actress has their own voice actor, actress in German. Yeah, which I don't like because again, you're, you're removing the original performance of the original. I, I prefer. Because like if you're like Scandinavia, instead they do subtitles instead of They do of subtitles, dubbing. right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they do dubbing in Germany. I don't know why, but that they're into it. And they do do a really good job. Like, uh, every, like for example, every time Bruce Willis is in a movie, he's the same voice actor every time. So people recognize that voice to the actor. So as an American watching anything in German, it's super duper bizarre hearing these characters I've known for years have a totally different voice, you know? Absolutely. Like, and it, but it changed, but promise for me, it changes some experiences so drastically. For sure. example, like an animated show, like the Simpsons. So in, in animation, it's all the voice, right? Yeah. I mean, and in Germany, they have, they don't have any of the original voice. actors. they're different German actors. Right. So it's like, it's, it's not the same show at all. And it's, and it's weird. Cause like my girlfriend, I mean, she loves the Simpsons, but when she watches the original, she likes it, but like to her, she's like, ah, but that's not the voice. Like, I mean, it's hard just, for I mean, her to get past it's the opposite. Like, no, no, no. This is the original. This is the voice. This but is- not to her. The original yeah. voice for her is that Homer. That is Homer. Thing, they don't find like an act, a voice actor that has a similar voice. It just a, doesn't matter because why would it matter? Because, yeah. Cause the, but also it's like, you're never going to find, find somebody as good, right? Because obviously you can't afford to pay what they pay um, the original voice actor as homework system, right? So, so you get somebody who's like good, but it's never going to be as good as the as the original. Yeah, I, think I think that's debatable. Like for example, my girlfriend she prefers uh, German Bruce Willis voice to actual Bruce Willis voice, <laughs> which is weird. Another little side note is uh, in 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 Die Hard. That's the movie mm. in Die Hard in English. She says "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker," right? right? But in German. It's Yippie Yaye Schweinebacher. I said horrible. I don't know why they switched from Yippie Kaye to Yippie Yaye because it's not a real word, anyways. So why? And the Yippie Yaye doesn't like rhyme better with the uh, with the Schweinebacher. So like, what's, yeah, it, what's, I, I don't know, and it really bothers me. So all the Germans say Yippie Yaye, and I'm like Yippie Kaye. That's that's mm. what cowboys say. That's things like that. That's things. Well, things like that. You get things that are so key to that show or that movie, and you're changing them. But it's key to you. For the Germans, no, no, no. It, it's, no, no, totally it's normal. key to the movie. That's the original. That's how it's written. That's that is the movie. Anything I guess you're also is... not, not not the best person to talk about this with as a as a film guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, I, I've done it a few times. Like I'll watch Futurama or stuff like that with my girlfriend in German. But it's just so. I mean, not not just the language, but just like it's just the voices just 
they don't match. It just doesn't work for me. I, I feel like I'm listening to well, watching a different show. I it it is so bizarre, especially yeah. I, the, the weirdest one for me was uh, Cartman from South Park. Mm. He's a very distinct like this, yeah. <laughs> but in German, it's it's not that at all. And I I just I don't know. I assume they would find. Don't try to make someone sound like that, but Cause that, cause that's key to the character, though. Like, like that type of voice is I mean, key to he, Cartman. He has a funny voice in German. Yeah. It's just different funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's bizarre. That was the, I think that was the first show that I watched actually uh, in German when I, when I first moved here because it was on late night TV or something. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just weird. They do do a good job making the mouth match with the German as well as best as they can. Right. They it's, actually do, do a pretty it's, good it's, job. It's difficult. So like. I'd say give, give them props, like wherever they've gotten it to is probably as good as it's going to get. Right. You know, like. I think the hardest word um, is no, because the no makes your you know, mouth like a, like a circle, but nine is the is a mm. line, a nine. So like when there's a movie where you know, somebody's going, no, but it's nine, it really does not match the voice yeah. in the slightest. But uh, but somebody watching and knows that this is not the original language, right? So like, come on. Yeah, no, of course, but it's, just, it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun thing to experience, Jeff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're having fun here. Actually, my my girlfriend said she, the the lips being off growing up never bothered her. It wasn't until like she started watching more and more of the original versions, and especially like dating me, watching more and more stuff in English, and then watching that same show back in the German version. Yeah, and fair. she she just for whatever reason just started to notice more and more how the lips did not match. Yeah, especially in like animation, and she said like it, the past few years it really started to bother her like a lot, but it didn't when she was younger. Oh, funny. I, I think because she didn't know. The difference but then once she saw like the lips matching right like you watch friends with lips matching then you can't so, go back yeah then when you watch it with the, with the lips not not, not matching and I, and I mean the the sync not the actor right it i, I guess suddenly you just can't not notice that it just I, doesn't match i find it interesting that she finds it more bizarre in animation because i find when i watch animation in german i really don't care about the lips matching but oh, okay in, with real you know live people sure it's different. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Anyways, let's know what's next on the... Moving uh, on to something completely related. Track two. <laughs> completely related. We're talking about German infrastructure in weird places. Yeah. So uh, you're asking, what are you talking about? Well, what are you listen talking about, and Jeff? we will tell you. Um, Germany is known for really having... How do you describe this? For having... Um, Weird shit in weird places. Weird, yeah, exactly. Weird shit in weird places. And <laughs> just to give you a perfect example of this, uh, maybe a year or so ago, we a group of us, we went on like a cycling trip. Oh, yeah, last summer, yeah. To, couldn't even tell you where. It was a random place about an hour outside of Berlin. Yeah. Um, it was a really long bike ride through the woods. It was like a nature reserve or Unfor whatever. Yeah, it was weird. Unfortunately, we didn't know that the bike path was a lot of sand. So oh God, that it was, was like difficult to ride on. Really, like that, like our thighs were burdened by the net. Like it was, oh, yeah. it was crazy. Painful. Like it, was, it was all sand. Anyways, we're like two hours into the, and middle of nowhere, right? All that's there is this one sandy path, middle of nowhere. You're miles and miles from anything. 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 Middle of forest. And then suddenly you come across this like beautifully well-engineered metal tower that's there for you to go up it's and like, like 30 meters high yeah that 30 meters high just for you to like get a view of the surrounding trees and forest and then around it's all these kind of like park and this is what we mean about like random kind of infrastructure in weird places and also i've been on so many bike trips where you're in the middle of nowhere and suddenly there's like a beautiful wooden bridge for the bikes just the bikes to put to cross over the stream yeah, or like like are just crazy really crazy well-built like bike paths but no, like nowhere near civilization, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know it's interesting I mean? you say that because now, now I'm thinking of uh, when we went to the distillery, the Stork Distillery. Mm. Uh, was it two summers ago now? Uh, it's kind of you know far out of Berlin, but the bike path that goes through the woods. We had to ride at what like ten kilometers 
uh, was like the most perfectly well manicured, groomed uh, cement bike path I've probably ever been on. And we didn't pass a through, single soul. Like like this was not like a like a, a often he, used, like a heavily used bike path. No. Yeah, and it was in the middle and, of nowhere. And, and it was like it was a Saturday midday. So if it was gonna be full any time, it was that time. We didn't pass anybody. I don't think the entire maybe no one, one person. Yeah, remember, yeah. And yeah, it was a Saturday. It was a really nice weather. I mean, it was thirty. It was hot, but still, it would be that's the time you would see people on that path. Yeah, no one was there. Really bizarre, and not a single like crack in the path. It was nope. like yeah, pristine. This is what we mean. Like you go in the middle of nowhere, and there's these pristine paths, pristine, um, th- just like things for people to enjoy. But like in the middle of nowhere, where you think, why would you invest? Yeah. money or time here but they do because i guess they know germans love going to the outdoors and so people are going to go out here i guess True, germans I do love the outdoors and you'll, you'll see it too like you'll in some of these big parks you know they go pretty deep into the woods sometimes and you'll see like a public trash can out there and i yeah, was thinking like, who is coming out here to empty this trash can but you're there oh who's gonna empty it yeah who's gonna empty it i mean it's on somebody's route there has to be like it's gotta some, be right some park ranger like, but like deep in the woods like it took me you know whatever like like a leisurely walk 45 minutes to an hour to get there. If it's your job to get like the one trash can, but and it was empty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're maintained. So they're maintained. They're not like for, I feel like in other countries, stuff like that, it's long forgotten or it's like once a month they come to re- even or, in the city, you know, even if, even if it exists at all in the middle of no. Yeah. Yeah. Another good example of that, just like how Germans really do, the one thing I can say they definitely do really well is infrastructure. That's they're great at this. Absolutely, not building things in time, but when it's <laughs> when it's there, it's good. Um, like even uh, by my by my kindergarten, there's a little playground we go to a lot, and there's these trash cans on the playground, right? Mm. And they were old, dumpy looking, but you know they worked. They were fine. And like two weeks ago, I just saw these guys replacing them. They didn't need to be replaced. They worked. They're trash cans. They're trash cans, yeah. but they replaced with brand new, fancy looking ones. Um, I, 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 but they, they belong to the Kita, or they're like no, no, they belong to the public. It's all public oh, playground. The, oh, it's near the Kita. Oh, okay, they're, they're, it's near the kindergarten. Yeah. It's just bizarre to me that like it's a working trash can. No one's complaining about it. Well, maybe someone has, but I don't know why they would. And they just you know they're like, hey, it's old. Let's replace it with something but, new. For me as an American, it's so bizarre. Yeah, so I feel like, like in the states, that trash can would deteriorate until it's like until it's unusable. <laughs> until it's like stardust. And somebody complains. Yeah, but I bet. But knowing Germans, there's probably a list somewhere like that says like. Like the second, like a, like a thing reaches a certain, like they max out an age. Like, the the okay, complaint threshold. Yeah, trash cans, 10 years. And like once it hits that 10 year birthday, oh, okay, it's, like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, we have to go replace those two trash cans. Like they, they've reached their, their ex- expected lifespan or whatever. Actually, that's probably what it is. It wouldn't surprise me because they were old and dumpy, but like they're trash cans at a park. They're, they're fine. So who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I, I like that somebody cares, but. It's great. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. If we're strapped for cash, then I wouldn't worry about it. But like, that wouldn't waste it on that. But if and we're Berlin if we're is strapped for cash, so <laughs> yeah. But if we're flowing with it, then okay, go go replace trash cans. But but uh, yeah, infrastructure, man, it's pretty interesting. Mm. Speaking of where to put your trash, true. Alex has got something for you. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. Uh, I think especially for a lot of you who are first moving here or moving apartments, uh, a lot of apartments. I'm not sure if it's based on the district. Or just the I think apartment. it's more the building because I've, I've seen it change within districts. So I think it's oh, you like, have? Okay. I think it like depends on your house, your property management company slash what the building, yeah, what, what kind of agreement they have, you know? Or anyways. Because it costs money to, you know. So if you, obviously Germans are really into recycling and separating your trash. It's really big here. So do it. <laughs> but also um, that includes glass. So you have, you know, clear, regular glass, green glass, and brown glass. You usually separate them. You put them into you know tins or, or 
yeah. bins, trash whatever. Bins, yeah, trash bins, recycling bins, yeah. Um, but my building where I live and where I lived before as well, which is close to each other, that's why I'm not sure if it's a district thing or a Keats thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, we didn't have one of those bins in the apartment building. For glass. For glass. We yeah. had a trash one, like normal trash, a BO one, and a paper one. And a... Um, plastic, ga- yeah. Zach, so plastic stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, we had a walk. My old flat, I walk like, solid like five to seven minutes. And there's these big ones on the street that you dump it in. There's a big white one, a green one, a brown one. That's what you take look, your glass. It looked like, um, like three meter tall, like domes, like yeah. di- different colors. Like one's like white, one's brown. Yeah. You know those candy dots? Yeah. yeah it's like little dots. Yeah. It looked like huge Hershey kisses in a way. Like, kind of, yeah. You know, like, and then, yeah, you, you throw. So, so you throw it. So basically it's like, instead of your, eat, so for some for some people, instead of your building having a place to recycle glass, you have to walk to this kind of centralized place where for that four square block right whatever for the neighborhood or whatever yeah for the neighborhood that's where you put your glass and that's and then, what i have to do uh which is a pain because you have to you know you can't just if i have a bottle at home i, I i'm not just gonna go walk down the street and dump it I, you know i put it in a bag mm. and then i have like two bags while well, it's, it's glass heavy and it's, glass. it's heavy yeah and i'm gonna walk down the street and then i kind of feel bad because i'm in public and i was going you know when you drop it in it smashes sometimes so, and it's super loud but you can't pre- I, I would say as long as you don't do it like on a Sunday or like at 11pm at night you know then you're okay or you know during Ruatag so between 1 and 3pm yeah so uh, but but no matter who you are it's gonna smash right like, it's gonna smash even like so my, my building it has um, its own glass bins but even there even on a Wednesday in the middle of the afternoon I'm putting glass in and you can hear it smashing smashing and I, even then I feel bad even though it's like I what else am I going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I, I saw this interesting thing that I didn't really know existed because I, I found that very bizarre when I moved to that old apartment and I didn't have one because my, my one before that had, you know, a glass thing. Uh, but yeah, it's a thing. I don't, know, I don't know if this is all around Germany, but it's definitely a Berlin thing. Yeah, to, to have these bins kind of out on the street somewhere rather than in your, yeah, it's your kinda, building. Yeah. It's kind of interesting too because they're not that big. I mean, considering it's a three and a half, three point seven million people person city, you think that these bins get filled really quickly, but I guess they have enough of them around to empty them but, enough. But if, I don't know. But if half the residents have their own bins in their buildings, then then true. The, you know what I mean? Like 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 every apartment I've had has had its own um, bins. Interesting. But I think that's just luck uh, because because I know there are some people near here that their apartment doesn't have the bins. So oh, okay. So I I really don't know what what's behind it, but. Um, there's something behind it. There's something behind it, but you know, I there's also, but there's very little behind why German fairy tales and other books for children are freaking terrifying. Now, yeah. um, normally you'd think, okay, a book for a child, it's supposed to like be unicorns and rainbows and you know showing the good things in life. A little educational. Now, now if you ever, ever if you ever watch The Office, right, and you know Dwight Schrute, the character, you know he, he's of German ancestry, and he, like he'll he'll mention a lot of terrifying things from his childhood, which you think are of a joke, but actually it kind of fits because German fairy tales can be freaking horrifying. Oh, yeah. These old ones from like the 1600s or whatever, they are terrifying. But, but they're still they're still t- like read and taught today. You Not know I mean? really. No, like a big one is this uh, uh, Strulpita. Yeah. This one is still told, the story. Like it's, Not it's, really, it's, though. It's, no, but it's, uh, me and Marlies watched TV that day. It was on TV, like on the normal German TV channel. Like you know? Yeah, but I, parents don't read this to their kids anymore because it's terrible. So actually, my old colleague at the kindergarten read this story to the kids and a few of them went home really scared. I wasn't there that day, and I came back the next day, and I found out she read. I was like, "You can't read this book." So what Shrubo Pizza is? This is about this kid who, pretty much, he sucks his thumbs, and then um, 
they cut his thumbs off and that's the end of the story. <laughs> well, like, like, like the story is like, there's these things that like kids do that adults find annoying. And basically the story is telling kids that if you do these things, you're gonna have horrible things happen to you. Yeah. Like, like at some point he, he like won't eat his vegetables and he only eats soup or something like that. And then literally like over like a few days, he becomes like a skeleton and then dies of like starvation. <laughs> and there's another one where like he refuses to like cut his fingernails and his fingernails become like two meters long and he becomes a freak and ends up like cutting himself to death with his fingernails. Oh like God. It, 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 I think it's like five or six little short stories within. Yeah. But each one involves him being like maimed or dying or, or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's Super hor- bizarre. horrible. Yeah. I mean, luckily uh, they're really not read nowadays. And if they are, it's usually adults reading them or like watching their movies because it's, kind of weird and funny now as an adult but as a child they are pretty traumatic so i don't recommend ever reading these to your child but they do exist um you can google them also like the brothers Grimm, the original story because they were german if i'm not yeah, yeah. mistaken uh their original stories were really more terrifying than the disney ones that we see it so i think at the end of cinderella i mean i i read a book that was filled with all their stories but obviously they're they've been changed over the years a bit but the one book that I read was supposed to be more towards the original stories. And I guess at the end of Cinderella, the if I remember correctly, the stepmother and his two stepsisters get put in a barrel full of nails and then roll down a hill into the water. And then either they just die or they get eaten or something like that. It's, it's, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, also, they, uh, the one of the stepdaughters cuts off her toes so it would fit in the slipper. Jesus Christ. It's wild, man. Yeah, man. Germans back in the day, like, were really harsh in terms of trying to teach, like, lessons. It was more like, oh, yeah. Do this or you're dead. I mean, even uh, German kindergartens up until fairly recently were pretty old school and hardcore, especially in the East. Oh, man. Um, like, really strict. And, and luckily, Germany's really turned a new leaf in early childhood is a really fantastic program that they have now. Oh, now it's uh, nine day from what it used to be. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Great, yeah. But like up until like, I think like even 30, 40 years ago, it was pretty, pretty, pretty different and very strict and uh, not nice. Yeah. I mean, if, if like these stores are scaring me and I'm like a full grown adult, like if you're five years old, you would just have, you'd be traumatized. If you have PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. One of the kids, when he read it, I guess he went up to the mom and then the mom came up to me and was like, why did you read the story? And I was I didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, an interesting little tidbit. Absolutely. Do some Googling, friends. And uh, next, this is something that's just cool that I that I saw the other day. I was at Mauer Park, which is a um, uh, one of the more... Definitely like the most popular park, probably. F- uh, famous. F- famous kind of flea market slash park. It's a big park in my general vicinity, and... It's called Mauer. I think we mentioned this. It's called Mauer Park. Because yeah, we, we talked about it before. It's right near the wall. It means wall park. It's it's it, it was the no man's land death strip. There, there's be. the wall in the back. There's a hill on the top of the hill. You can see the original wall. It's yeah. there. Uh, anyways, like they did a recent, they did like a res- renovation um, the past year or two, and now it's very pretty and actually has grass and all this kind of stuff and nicely organized. But the cool thing I noticed is that every single trash can around like the middle of the trash can, there's kind of this. Um, I want to say this metal kind of belt that has about 10 small holes in it. And I noticed it's, it's so that like when you have, when you like you're at the park and you're drinking beers, of course, a glass bottle drinking wine, they're little like cup holders for you to put your finished beer bottles in. So that way, um, when a homeless person comes by, they can grab them and cash and cash them in for the, or just for the fun collectors. They'll be homeless. They'll yeah, be really fun. Yeah, or, or fun, or yeah, or just fun the, collectors or yeah, or normal fun collectors. And if you don't make some money, if for those of you who don't know what fun is, we talked about it before, but every time you buy a bottle of beer, 
you're paying an eight cent premium on that. So if it's 99 cents, you're paying a euro 10, a euro seven, sorry. And, um, and that goes towards fund. And then when you're done with that bottle, you can return it back to the shop you bought it from, get your eight cents back. So if you're buying, you know, if you have a lot of beer at home, you return it to the grocery store, you can get like a four or five bucks back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But a lot of people leave them on the streets. So people who need them can collect them, return it themselves. They can make a little extra money. And I think it's super cool that trash cans have that because you do see a lot of people that you have to rummage through the garbage and that's not nice. So general rule, we said it before, I'll say it again right now because it's a good rule to have in Berlin or in Germany generally. Leave your bottles next to the trash can. Do not put them inside um, if they don't have a little holder like this does at Mauer Park. Yeah. And leave I, next to it. And I'm sure, it, like, I know if you're visiting or you're new to Germany, it f- you feel like you're littering. It feels weird, like, taking, em- you know, empty bottles, just putting them on the ground yeah. in the next, next to a trash can because you feel like... I. I haven't concluded. I, I need to put this in the trash can. Like, right. Because it feels no. weird. But that is literally the standard practice. Put it next to the trash can. And then the people know that it's going to be sitting there. You're actually doing like a public service. People use them. Like I, I, I take my bottles, put them outside in the street. Two minutes later, they're gone. Someone's taking them. And about half the time, if you're chilling at a park, drinking, um, people literally come up to each group of people like, oh, are, is this done? And they'll actually like... Take your bottles for Take you. Take the bottles for you, which is, yeah. I mean, fantastic. Then Everyone you, wins. You, yeah. don't, you don't litter and, and people get to have some money. Exactly. So so it's, anyways, it's the first time in, in Berlin or Germany I've seen where the trash can had its own kind of built-in slots. So this way the person doesn't have to bend over to the ground. It's kind of just like, uh, fl- you know, kind of floating there and you can just kind of, it's, it's cool. And I, it, I like it also it. encourages people to put them, you know, there instead of left in the middle of the park yeah, or in the trash can. It's yeah. nice. It's kind of saying, hey, guys, it's all right. Put it put it, put it yeah. here. Yeah. I have seen um, like regular um, street trash cans with those on them in, I think, Hamburg. I can't remember where I was. I have seen them in a few different German cities. They nice. do exist. Cool, yeah. Usually with like three little slots for, for bottles. But I think that should be a standard practice in every trash can around the city. Yeah, this one had, had like, it was like eight. It, like, it was good. I, well, because they, they know, you know, People are getting drugged at our park. So, like, they're yeah. like, okay, let's, you know, three's not going to do it. So, like, you know, but uh, I didn't see a lot of people using them. Um, or, or, sorry, I didn't see a lot of them filled with beer. I, that doesn't mean people aren't using them. But right. at the time, I'll, I'll put a picture on the website of, uh, That's pretty cool. of what we're talking about. It's pretty, pretty cool. And that'll be found in the extra section in the website, on the website. Exactly. Because it is extra. It is extra. It is not a main bit. Not main. It's a leftover bit. It's a side street. Side street. Yeah. Alley. It's an alleyway. Yeah. They don't have alleyways in Germany. Mm. Maybe in Frankfurt. Maybe in Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, so th- this is going to sound odd, but I-, I started noticing that once I moved to Germany, I started noticing, um, this, even, this is not in ghettos. This is a ni- nice, normal, okay. in, just so people don't think, you know, this is a nice, normal areas, right, of, of, of Berlin. And I've seen it in other cities as well. People walking down the street. And then you'll see kind of like a car that obviously been in a car accident, like mangled, whatever, but just sitting there on the sidewalk or like still, <laughs> still in the middle of the street. You'll be like, oh, interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is interesting. And you'll be like, okay, I guess an accident just happened, but you'll kind of look around. There's no police. There's no, nobody. The car's empty. You're like, interesting. And no then, broken glass. And then you'll walk by the next day, still there. And it'll be there for like three or four days. And I've, I've every few months I'll see this and... Yeah, it, it, it's 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 strange. And again, it, it is e- even in, in even in nice areas, you see this, and I, and I'm wondering if there's like a legal reason why the car needs to stay put, like like it's a crime scene, like so the so well, the insurance people can come take pictures of it or something. Like sometimes they, I don't know, I feel like sometimes they're moved like out of the way, but they're still but, there. But left, you know, because in the U.S., when an accident happens, tow with, trucks immediately a, within there. Within minutes, a tow truck whips it away because of course they want to clear the road. And God, I love those three A's. 
Yeah, AAA baby. That's it. I think I'm still no. I think my membership probably expired. still member. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably expired a while ago. Have you moved away yeah. eleven years ago? Yeah. I was a member for a while, but yeah, like they they want that crap out of there, out of out of the road, but also just you don't want just a broke down birch car sitting on the sidewalk, right? right? Um, but but yeah, here in Germany, that kind of have you noticed this? Like, will they leave? I, I, I have seen it a few times, and the only thing the only thing I can think of is two things. One, because Germany is so intense with insurance, the insurance agent wants to come and like look at the damage. So, so you have to wait for him to like fly in or get an appointment to come th- over. And- maybe, but that doesn't really make any sense to me. The second one I can think is just that German bureaucracy is so slow that by the time the cops hit up the tow truck drivers and they're like, well, we're busy. And they're like, all right, we'll pick it up whenever you have time. That's honestly the only thing I think, of, especially in Berlin. Yeah. It just, I, it just seems like I just think, a bureaucratical yeah, slowness. Absolutely. There's a bureaucracy. I don't know where the bureaucracy is. If it's with a tow truck driver or so the, or with the police or with the insurance company, like the but, yeah, or whatever. I, I think it's some sort of stupid rule or something that just takes days. And that's why you see it there for days. But, um, but that's Berlin, baby. It's weird. It's, that's, <laughs> that's Germany, baby. That's Germany, baby. Uh, um, anyways. Uh, yeah. Strange. Yeah. It, 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 very strange. Another really cool, strange thing. Mm. Well, I guess what you said wasn't cool, but this one is cool. This next one. <laughs> I said cool stuff. You say cool stuff sometimes. <laughs> um, so I had to use this the other day. So when I was had Corona, uh, obviously I couldn't go to work. So um, to go to work, um, oh, well, let me break it down for you. If you're in Germany, you have Corona. This is kind of what you have to do. What you have to do. Or get sick in general. Or get sick. Well, no, if you have Corona, what you do? No. You do your little test at home. You're like, oh, look, two lines sucks. Then you have to go get a official burger tests, which are free. You get the official burger test. You get the results in 15 minutes. If they say you're positive, then you can get a PCR test for free because you did a burger test. You know, I don't understand that because scientifically, a PCR test is basically just more sensitive, right? So right. if a home test gets you positive, then that means a PCR test will 100% give you positive. So like, I don't understand the reason if if, it, if the home test gets you, like you don't... Because home quite. tests also uh, have false positives too, and so do burger tests. I guess PCR has a less chance of a false positive, mm. I'm assuming. It seems just like a lot of work. I mean, it, like, it's also it, me walking around the city while I'm positive to try to get a PCR test as well. Basically, so if you've got, you have to take three tests, the home right. test... The and then the burger test, honestly, it's just the exact same home test, but it there's is. a guy doing it for so now you think two tests that say positive, you still have to get a third test. What's the point of that? Like, yeah, I, th- I, I think know. after two tests, like you're, you're confirmed. So, yeah, so I got the burger test and then I walked down the street and got a PCR test. Luckily, in Berlin, there are test centers like everywhere, it's super easy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I thought the PCR tests uh was good enough to you know not go to work because I had a quarantine for seven days and sure. then if I was negative on my seventh day, I'm going back to work, which is what I did. But in Germany, of course, if you're out of work, you need to get a sick note from your doctor because then it, it depends on well, who's, who's after paying. After three days, right? Or how is it? Depends on the company. Okay. Uh, some are three, some are two, whatever. Um, but you have to get a, a sick note just because it has to do with who's paying your salary, your insurance, or your work. Because if, oh, oh, gotcha. if you're out sick, I'm pretty sure your insurance pays for more of your uh, salary. And if you're at work, your work does. Right. So they, like they, they want a little bit of proof that you're actually sick. So they... Right. To waste money, yeah. So I didn't know that for having Corona. I thought the PCR test was clear, and I was like, "Don't have to go to the doctor. I'm, you know, I have COVID." Yeah. Turns out, I had to get a doctor's a doctor's note. But there's this app you can use if you want to meet a doctor, but not actually go to the doctor, called Teleclinic. T L E Clinic. C L A N I C. And uh, so I called them yesterday. I made a made an appointment, and then at two o'clock, it said your appointment will be at two. I get a little Skype call. I, I put in all my insurance details. Get a little call from the doctor. I was like, hi, I need a note from the past seven days. So I was sick. Um, can you give that to me? And he's like, oh, I can only do three days retroactively because that's a law, whatever it was. Like, cool, three is fine. And then 
He's like, great, have a good day. I said, you too? And then two minutes later, I got on the app, my little sick note, sent it to my work, all good, hunky-dory, so, so easy. So you're talking about a doctor appointment on the, on the, on the app, basically. It's a doctor yeah. appointment on the app. So, so, so you don't have to go waste time going down to your local right. doctor's office. and Because you know. usually when you go to the doctors anyways, especially in the winter, if there's like you know a bug going around, which happens all the time, you go there, you wait in the waiting room, sometimes for an hour or two. You get in, you see a doctor, they say, what's wrong? And you know, I have the chills, sore throat, I'm sick. They're like, oh, you probably have this. Here's a prescription. How many days do you want off of work? Three, four? Yeah, fine. If you're still sick with the four days, come back. We'll figure it out, right? So not really doing any checks on you. So it's the same thing when you call the app. You say, hey, I have this. They say, okay, four days off of work. Here's your thing. Easy. So next time I'm sick, I'm going to use this because I don't. it's the worst getting up and going to the doctor when I'm sick. I want to be at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, my, I think my, my girlfriend probably used the same app. because yeah, she's the one recommended it to like me. Like a month or two ago, she got sick, but not corona, just... Uh, normal sick camera remember exactly what her symptoms were but she she you know she's about to as she was going to bed she's like oh i don't feel good like i don't know if i can go to work tomorrow and then yeah. <laughs> woke up at like at 7 30 or something to her, her like sitting on bed and like on her phone and i'm like what and she's like oh be uh, be quiet i'm i'm having a doctor appointment and i'm like yeah. what and then she talked for like five minutes with the doctor and then and then she got her sick note and i was like, like oh really you could just Talk to a doctor, have a doctor appointment on the on the <laughs> web, but, but I mean, I, I guess this is actually probably pretty normal now in Corona times. Is that's the yeah. thing? Like Corona's brought up so many. Like I don't have to leave my flat for like anything anymore. <laughs> I get all my groceries delivered, my booze delivered, yeah. um, no movies, whatever, video games, easy. My doctor's appointment I can do online now. I don't have to leave the apartment for anything. It's fantastic. It's made us so easy to be. It's so easy to be lazy now. But it's also easy because I, you know. Interacting with people, because people suck, so I don't have to interact with anybody. I can just, yeah. <laughs> What's actually really good, I guess, if you're, suck. If, if you're new here and uh, you still have anxiety about going, no, you should still go out, actually. Go out and experience things. Yeah. No, well, I, suppose, I mean, if the, I mean, it probably, the anxiety is more probably about the language. So if like, if, if the doctor still always speaks German, being on Zoom or being a person, it's the same true. anxiety probably. But, yeah, I'm talking about like getting groceries delivered, you know. Oh, oh gotcha, yeah. Just go to the grocery store anyways. You, you got to get those cultural experiences when you're here. Exactly. Um, speaking of cultural experiences. Yeah. Dogs. Dogs. Did that work at all? Their culture. <laughs> That's culture. Dog culture. Uh, we're talking about like uh, owning a dog in Germany. Now, the reason I bring this up is because uh, me and my girlfriend have earned serious discussion of possibly getting a dog soon. It kind of came out of nowhere. I've, I've been mentioning I'm a dog lover for ages. Um, and recently, yeah, recently she's like, yeah, let's do it. Yes, so, get a dog so I can dog sit it. Yeah, we've been seriously talking about it. Or, and so as I've been looking up, uh, doing research, seeing like what, what's, you know, because, you know, with Germany, everything requires a million steps. So, sure. so I just knew, I'm like, what are the, what are the crazy steps you have to go through to have a dog? Um, so, so I thought we'd share that with you. So owning a dog. In Germany, of course, it includes a lot of bureaucracy, red and tape, you, et cetera. And you want to uh, adopt one, correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Is, does, that, sh- does that add more uh, it's bureaucracy? All, it's all, it's all, all the same. same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're looking at shelters in Germany, also in uh, Poland as, as well, mm-hmm. you know, ex- nearby. So th- these are the, not saying these are all of them, please, before you get a dog, do your own research. But th- these are the, 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 what do you call them? The, the big, the big, the big, the big points. Yeah. So f- first, of course, you need a recent rabies vaccination now. Makes sense. Um, it has to be older than I think twenty-one days, but can't be older than twelve months. Twenty-two days. So oh, okay. it has to, it has to, it's got to be in there in that butter zone. So you have a recent rabies va- uh, vaccination. Your dog has to has to have a microchip or a tattoo, a tattoo ID. Oh. One or the other can't have neither. 
Next, you need an EU. It's called an EU pet passport. Uh, basically, this allows you to take the dog. You know, if you want to, if you're going on vacation to uh, Corsica or wherever the frick you're going, uh, you need an e- like your dog. Need a little good, a little good boy passport. Yeah, yeah. your dog needs a passport because it basically it says like, yes, he's vaccinated. Yes, this is where he's, he's registered. Yes, yes, all this kind of stuff. So you need that as well. Wait, does the passport have the picture in it? Do you have to like take your dog to get official that, photos? That I don't know. I, I hope so. I hope it has a picture in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like I'm willing to spend like ten euros on those pictures just just to hold my. Dog. <laughs> I mostly want to see like the like border guard checking like you know like looking down yeah, the picture yeah, get, the gets the photo to your dog back to the photo to your dog like Sir, turn left and turn mm, right again this one has more spots I don't, I don't know. know yeah do you respond to good boy <laughs> are you a good boy <laughs> and um, as typical in Germany everything must be registered so your dog mu- you must go register your dog at the Burgeramt oh god and you must do this every time you move. You must register the re-register the dog. With just the, like you. Just like as a human being, you have to do. You have to re-register your dog. So I was actually, I'd say as you're re-registering yourself at your new address, do the dog as well. And then, of course, there is a tax. It's called the Hundesteuer, meaning dog tax. Uh, you pay a little. I, I don't know how much it is, but I think it's not that I don't much. Think it's not that much money, no. But uh, you got to pay it for just for owning a dog. Now, in about half the German states, including Berlin, pet insurance is required, legally required. It's not an option. Um, this is the Hundehaftpflichtversicherung. Hundehaftpflichtversicherung. Um, which uh, I have Haftpflichtversicherung for my own body. Yes, me too. Um, basically, it's it's called third-party insurance. It's like if you accidentally break something, it covers that. Right, like it, if, if, I, uh, if I just took if I broke or if your you laptop, just, if I spilled beer on your laptop, yeah. I contact my Haftpflichtversicherung and... Um, They'll pay, get a new laptop for you, covered up to like something like like a five million yeah, yeah, euro yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Literally, mine does cover up to five million euro. Or yeah, something. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like fifty euro per year. It's it's yeah, it, it, it's I, nothing. I, I don't get it, but like it was one of the first things I got when I moved here. I can't even remember what company I because I never used it before. Well, like when Germans when you they find out you don't have Haftpflichtversicherung, and they go what? Like they freak out because like it's like a, probably a standard yeah. thing. Misha, uh, you know everyone who who's listened for a long time knows our friend Misha. German, mm. he spilled beer on my laptop, and I was like, "Cool, you have Hellfest, right?" And he's like, "Nah, I don't." What? Yeah, he was like at the he's time the thirty German. something years old as a German without Hellfest. Does he have it now? Now he has it. Okay, he got it like a week after he broke the laptop. Misha, come on, man. Misha, you dick. <laughs> I know, I know you're listening right now, you dick. <laughs> We're going to force him to be on the show for the 100th episode. Watch it. We're, we're going to make it happen. We're trying. Someone requested it. We're trying to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've mentioned him too many times. Um, but anyway, so you need to get that for your dog. Just, you know, so if your dog, like, I don't know, breaks bite somebody, breaks something, bites break somebody, something, et cetera, yeah. like, it covers it. Now, um, an interesting thing about, because you're, you're wondering, like, well, how, can I have a dog in my apartment? And I looked it up. So in Germany, a landlord can legally not put in their contract, we can, you know, no dogs. They have to have a specific reason why not to take that dog. Now, now I, I say legally they can't prohibit dogs, but what happens kind of is when you like apply for an apartment, you have a dog, some landlords will you know just kind of take your application, slip it to the bottom, and, right. and legally they have not prohibited you just because you have a dog. But that's, They just don't like your application. That's your reason, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, say, but say you get a dog, like basically they have to say either the dog is um, too violent or barks too much or, you know, like is like if, if they can say that, that your dog will, will um, cause too many problems for the fellow people in the building, then they can prohibit it, but they can't yeah. prohibit it just off the basis they don't want you to have a dog. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so, so it's kind of, it's, for a lot of people, including in my contract, you have to basically ask your dog, say, hey, this is the dog I'm looking at, this dog I want to get, is this okay? And then they have to approve it. So um, 
Um, that's the way it is. Now, Germany, which I think this is kind of shit, but they have, they have yeah. a list of dogs that they just have banned. That's terrible. Which is just because just because they have a history of being violent. But I've met some of the dogs that like this it's that are the dog, so sweet. Like every, yeah. everyone, it's not the dogs that are violent. It's the owners that make them violent dogs. Yeah. Anyway, so the following dogs: the Pitbull Terrier, the American uh, Staffordshire Terrier, the Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Sorry, st- sorry, Staffordshire Terrier, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and Bull Terrier. Um, but yeah, pit bulls always get a bad rap. And I met so many pit bulls that are so sweet. Yeah, um, of course. So to outright bad dogs is is shitty. No, it's awful. I mean, you see this in the states as well. People freaking out about pit bulls. About um, what are the the brown and the black and brown ones that have pointy ears? They're really cute. Black and brown. A lot of dogs are black. black that are used like to be aggressive. You know, guard dogs like that. Oh, I know. What you know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, those yeah, like, like usually okay if you if you watch a movie and they're at like a at like a um on like a chain they're like a like a like a, yeah, a like, chain like, 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 at a, like at a junkyard usually like these yeah. are the, these are the guard dogs yeah, yeah exactly I, I, I know exactly what you're talking but about those yeah yeah like they have this this really bad rap because people make them violent but they're actually they're they're just dogs man they're sweet dogs especially pitbulls are so sweet even German shepherds German shepherds are trained to be military and police dogs in order to yeah. attack people. But if you find a retired uh, police dog, it's the sweetest dog ever. I know. You know like it's, yeah. and when I was a kid, uh, we had like a kind of a connecting backyard with our neighbor. It was like separated by a little gate. And they had uh, two German Shepherds named uh, Rocky and Rambo. Nice. Awesome names, right? I love it. Yeah. yeah. It was great. But yeah, um, interesting about dogs. I mean, it's interesting because there's a lot of barriers there. But as we've said before, Berlin is so f- is filled with like, there's like more dogs and people here. Yeah, because we were wondering like, ah, how do we how do we get how do we get permission to have a dog in our apartment? But when you go around our neighborhood, there's you see like a thousand people with dogs. So it's like, okay, obviously people do it, you know. So um, yeah, exactly. So, so anyways, like don't don't think it's hard, like because obviously Germans love dogs and they're very dog friendly. So you just gotta like again do the paperwork, do the registration. It's it's like one off stuff for the most part. So and then just make it happen, Captain. Make it happen, Captain. I really hope you get a dog because. Uh, we also want a dog, but I don't know. We're still not. We feel like we're not responsible enough. So if you get a dog, we can dog sit it. No, I mean we're worried about it too. You know, obviously, because there's you know responsibilities of of course with it coming with having a dog. You know, but um, it's like coming, just like being home enough is, is the hardest thing, especially in the summer. Yeah, so it's like we just got to find a dog who is okay being alone. You know, for a few hours, and you know, figure out the situation. To, you know, to let him pee and you know, take him on walks stuff. But but I don't know. I I think there there will be a reward for the extras because dogs are awesome. So. I want a dog so bad. Yeah, I think we have one more before we uh, do this whiskey review and wrap this one up. Sure, and it's a pretty quick and simple one that I think a lot of people. Uh, who have moved away can relate and that is the fear of mail and phone calls and just kind of like anything that is unexpected which sounds weird because these are things like when you live in your home country receiving mail receiving a phone call it's like a very normal harmless thing but especially the first few years when you live abroad you you do fear your mail just because especially like when you first think about the first few years you live abroad right so you don't know that many people. Right. So the only mail you end up receiving... is going to be bad. <laughs> or it's like governmental. It's like from the Finanzamt, you know, from the German IRS. Or right. it's from the Bürgeramt, which is like the city hall. Or it's from, you know, it's always from like official government things, basically. It's, and usually it's them saying that you've done something wrong. Or or at least, that, I think that's the fear, that you've done something wrong or you haven't paid your taxes right. Or or you, like, yeah. And oh, yeah. It, I mean, I, I got mail after we bought our apartment. Uh, a few months later, I got this mail from the Finanzamt. 
And I was like really freaking out because taxes and, you know, property tax, all that stuff. Mm. And it was just to me, not to, not to my girlfriend. So I was like, yeah. that's interesting. And it was pretty much like something on property taxes that I didn't pay, that I didn't know I had to pay. And it's like, if you don't pay, it's getting taken out of your paycheck, which it did. And I was only like 30 euros. So it wasn't a lot of money, but like it was weird and I was terrified. Yeah, because the, the letter itself freaks you out. It's not really what like the contents. It's just like, you're like, oh God, what what is what is it now? You yeah. know, to like, yeah. It, I, I've, and I've had plenty of times that I've like avoided opening mail for like a day or two. You know what I mean? Like I, I get a letter and it's like from the rented physique and I'm like, oh God. And then like, it's like Monday and I wait till like Wednesday to open it up. You know what I mean? Because I'm like. <laughs> I, I got a, a ticket on the, on the U-Bahn even though I had my my monthly ticket because I got mail from them once and I guess I ignored it and I didn't check it for a long time and they sent me a new card but I wasn't using it because I had to open up the mail with a new card. So when I got checked, I checked my old card and then I got fined. Um, so yeah, open your mail, even though it's terrifying. I also got for like, I think four months straight, I was getting phone calls from this number and I looked it up, like I Googled the number and it was 02. Uh, my, my phone provider yeah. but I didn't want to pick it up because I was just too scared to talk to them on the phone sure yeah and one time I was waiting for a delivery and I thought the driver was near so I thought that, I thought he called me so I picked it up and it was 02 like hey uh, Alex do you have time to talk and I was like nah, nah, uh, yeah I guess and then uh, I renewed my contract I got like 15% off so it's actually a good phone call <laughs> Things like, but I avoided forever. Yeah, they're basic life things, but especially for phone calls, especially the first few years that you I lived here, oh, and God. I think a lot of people like because your your language shows aren't that great, and on the phone you can't understand. It's so much harder. It's, on the phone. it's harder, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Like I just feel like embarrassed that like my language skills aren't that good, and then so it's like so for for the first few years, like I just I was like. I just don't, if it's a, not a number in my contact, I don't pick it up. And then I wait for them to leave a voicemail so then I can listen to it and like slowly like kind of translate it and figure out what the deal is. And then I can maybe if I'm able to call back and, but be like prepared or at least I'll get a friend to call back for me. But just, but just the thought of like picking up the number and knowing, oh God, they're going to be speaking in German and I'm going to have to go, I'm sorry, I don't speak German. Do you speak English? Like, it, it, I don't know why, but it gives you so much anxiety, especially in those first few years when, sure. you, when your German is like, not, you know, very uh, limited. Oh, absolutely. And I, I still get scared of that. And it's like, it's, it's not just that it's also compounded with the fact that it's 2022 and like. If, if it's important enough, if, if you have to call me and it's that important, just send me a text. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? If it's that important, just send me a text? Yeah. But wouldn't important mean they want to talk to you? Yeah, but person? if it's important, don't call me because I'm not going to pick up because oh, I okay. hate talking on the phone. <laughs> if you really need to reach me, just send yeah. me a text. <laughs> yeah, often, I, yeah, I won't answer. And then usually like five minutes later, you'll get the text, you know? Like, right. And, but it'll be in German. And then, and, and then especially in the early days, then I could easily just like, copy and paste and then just see what it's about and then and then usually it's like nothing bad but you're like but at least now you know like oh okay like they're not going to deport me or whatever whatever fear you have in your head oh you for know? sure it's it's like okay this is but now you feel like prepped okay i know what they i know what they want and then i can yeah then you can i can take some time to to draft a response rather than on the phone like on the spot Dude, with, I, with I, your limited german going uh i still get nervous talking on the phone uh like when i have to call a doctor and you know make an appointment whatever like I know how to say this very easy, but like for some reason you can say the same words in person looking at you in the eye and I'll understand you. You say those same words on the phone. For some reason, my brain's like, meh, meh, meh. 
I don't understand. I think because you're also you're not seeing their lips move, you're not seeing like their body language, and, and also like less yeah. contextual clues. Yeah, but I also I even today I still feel yeah the the phone pressure absolutely just because it's like yeah I can speak but like I don't have years and years and years and years of experience of being fluent so I'm always happy when things stay in context. You know, like, like yeah. if it's a, yeah, say, say you're, you're calling like your doctor's office to make an appointment. If everything's about the appointment and con- great, but, but then if they throw off, it's like, like a curveball question. Yeah. So what'd you do this summer? Or like something that's not related. Then suddenly like my brain, you know, is, is too slow to like re- recognize what's happening. And then I always have to get, yeah, basically I have them respond. I'll have them repeat something like twice just so I have more time to to like think of a response you know like have you ever like agreed to something because you understand what they said you just kind of said like yeah yeah but that's the word i've i've absolutely done that yeah i would not recommend it because no don't do it don't do it that's why i got two phone contracts got screwed for two years Oh, I thought you meant like with like a personal conversation. No, no, yeah, definitely when it's business related. No, do business not do related. that. Do not do that. Uh, but but even yeah, it's like but sometimes you get you you get away with it. You say yeah, and then it, <laughs> but sometimes then you get follow up about whatever you just said yeah to. Oh, that's the worst. And then and and then that makes you look game s- over so stupid because then then, then you're then, an idiot. It's then, game then, over. Yeah, at that point you have to go. Oh, sorry, I don't speak German. And then he's looking at you like, well, then why'd you what say the yes to that? Like, what? Why'd you tell me that earlier? I just right? asked you if you speak fluent German. Yeah. You said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it happens all the time. And even now, like, my German's fine. But even now, sometimes I don't understand. It's kind of like, I don't know this person. It's like on the street or something like that. And they're talking to me. And they want to be friendly. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where the conversation well, is going. Because people speak so fast and they're using slang you don't know. Or, or German's know, like- not their first language either. So you're both speaking in, like, broken German. And he's kind of agreeing to things that <laughs> you don't know what the hell they're saying. We've, all been, we've both been that person, too. Where you think you're speaking great German, it's like you've been speaking gibberish the whole night. Like, oh, great, thank you. Yeah, uh, feel, but, but feel, feels good, man. But I would say, guys, from the minute you don't understand something, just tell people, "Sorry, I don't understand." Like, don't do that. Don't agree to stuff. Don't 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 do the pretending because eventually you get caught and it's super embarrassing. Oh, and that, and that's great advice, yeah. but I, I you'll still probably yeah, do it. You'll probably end up doing it, and then you'll <laughs> wish you'd follow the advice because we've been there and we've had enough awkward conversations or uh, awkward moments where we get caught, and then you know, especially especially the first or, few or, years, or, or, or I've lost you know a couple a couple hundred yeah. euros <laughs> over two years. And then your girlfriend's like, "Why do you have two phone plans?" Oh, that's a long story. Man, that was annoying. Anyways, uh, what's no, not, not annoying, annoying. <laughs> Yes, is this uh, whiskey. Again, this is the, what is it, Whistle uh, whistle Pig 10-Year Rye. What are these names? Great, Whistle Pig. Whistle Pig 10-Year Rye. Um, Ooh, Certified Kosher. There you go. Ooh. Certified Kosher, it's probably American. It's in something Quiet Valley, which sounds very In English. American. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's, pr- it's, pr- it's probably in the States. Yeah. Um, and it's a Rye, which you don't make. Anyways. Um, uh, I would ask for another splash, but we don't have it. So can't cheers. Can't do it. Yeah, I'm trying to savor this. I can just say that this, that um, this is one of those times that like I really wish I had more of it just because it's so damn good. I know, I know, like, me too. Uh, like at some point we should get a full bottle of this because this is this is a very tasty rye. Yeah, it is very tasty. Um, it's, it's, it, I love that sweetness of a rye, but it's also got a bit of spiciness, especially Spicy. at the beginning of and it. Then, and like this really slow burn, just like it, like it it takes like it's a minute to go you. down your throat. Yeah, mm. it's it's great. It's it's really good. No, it's definitely really good. Um. I'm just gonna go straight up, eight point seven. Ooh, eight point seven. Nice even number, you know. Where's this at? I mean, it's really good. It's, this is solid. I'd say this is a nine. Solid nine. 
I'm getting a nine. I'm very happy. Maybe I'm just in a good mood tonight. I don't know, but like, I'm I'm really happy. The second I had it, I was like, yes, this is just this is nice. Checking all the boxes. Love you know? it. Yeah, it's good to be good mood. Give, give some nines. I'm gonna go whistle pig. <laughs> you know what, Marcus? Thank you so much. This, this is freaking delicious. It's yes, really again, good. thank thank yeah. you to Marcus. Uh, you're you're a legend. Yeah, because this is not the first bottle of whiskey you've given to us, and it won't be <laughs> won't be the last because we you actually sent us two, and so I guess next week we'll drink the other one yeah. that we got. So uh, this is freaking good. Um, wish I had more of it. Maybe we'll buy ourselves a bottle at some point in time. But would we? Because we have like I don't a, think fifty so. million I mean, bottles. Maybe, yeah, so. I'm definitely gonna write it down and keep it. You know, in the. Well, I'll just keep it on their website. And the bow is the website. And remember it because I still have another like 80 bottles I have to drink. Yeah, we have a lot of fish. Drink. But the next time we're at like at a restaurant or something and, you know, and we see we'll be like, oh, that's the one I need. Well, it's Whistlepig. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. There's the episode, everybody. I, I hope uh, it's been a while. We did a shuffle. I hope I hope everyone enjoyed it. Likes, likes you know, doesn't like going from the CD from track one to track two. Prefers. I, th- I think we, we, we shuffled random. that bad boy. There's like smoke coming out of the iPod. We really... We just we went through that. <laughs> we did. Plus, it's like you know was made in two thousand one. So true. Yeah. When I actually moved here, I I uh, was still using my iPod in twenty thirteen. I loved it. Nice. And I don't I pre- know where it's. It's gonna be somewhere. I, I lost it. I don't know where it is. And the original ones like were actual hard drives with a spinning disc. Like they weren't flash. You know what I mean? Like so they actually oh, had, yeah. they had actually had moving the parts. One I had what was still a hard drive one. Like it was a big. I remember when it came out, it was a big deal because they had like. I don't know what it was like 20 seconds anti-skip protect. It was, it was like people were blown away by the fact that you could jog with it and right. it, it didn't skip like, you know, so like it was still had moving parts. So <laughs> anyways, there's the iPod for you youngins. I don't know about the iPod. Uh, I think most of our viewers are probably around our age if not a little older. So uh, you know what an iPod is. I don't, I don't know. Like with our, um, with our demographics, like statistics, it doesn't tell the age or well, anything I, like I do a poll, like people between like zero <laughs> and 20. <laughs> Like twenty one to thirty and thirty one to forty, you know, you know, decades. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we would have to make that poll. We'd have to do that. Yeah, probably. Can you do polls on Instagram? We can do polls. Probably won't do it though. Anyways, everyone, no. thanks for listening. Uh, we love you. you, guys. You guys are great. We really love you. I mean, only reason we do this every day is because of you. So, I mean, that's kind of obvious. That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Corona Brain, man. I kept form sentences. Uh, but yeah, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and. Uh, So everybody, uh, please stay safe, stay healthy. Yes. And stay thirsty. Ooh, dramatic pause. Cheers. There she is. (laughs) 